Zero Brightness, a podcast about horror video games. My name's Ali, I'm joined by my friend James. How's it going, James? Dude, check out this toaster I just found. <laughs> oh, you'll see it soon enough when it's embedded in your fucking forehead. That's right, today we're talking about Silent Hill Origins, the game that lets you use household appliances to kill otherworldly horrors. <laughs> I thought it was Silent Hill Origins. Ah, uh, I read yes. that wrong. Also, Silent Hill Zero in Japan, because they just love Zero. I feel like it's a much better title, though. Origins is Origins is just one of those, like, generic fifth sequel names, like Resurrection or Revengeance. <laughs> or Homecoming, if you will. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I, even Silent Hill 5 would have been better. Yeah, but it's not Silent Hill 5, so... <laughs> it's not? It is Silent Hill 5. It's, or 0 or 5. I mean, what it really is, is when you ask your mom for Silent Hill, and she says we have Silent Hill at home. <laughs> this is the Silent Hill you have at home. Uh, but before we get too deep into it, as always, this episode of Zero Brightness is brought to you by you. You can go to patreon.com slash zero brightness to sign up to support the show directly and you get a bunch of extra content every month this episode in particular is part of an exciting new initiative that we're doing (laughs) which is that once a month uh, we have our top tier patrons which is ten dollars and up vote on what game we're going to cover Uh, so the last episode of every month is going to be chosen by our patrons The way it works is that I use a random number generator to select two games from our community-made Zero Brightness game list, and then people vote on which one they want to see. This is our first one. Somehow we ended up with Silent Hill in the first one, which is uh, great. And of course, it snowed under whatever the fuck it was up against, you know? Silent Hill. Yeah. 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 but yeah, we, we have another one already chosen for December. That's going to be Nocturne, which is part of the early 2000s uh, Blair Witch video game series on the PC. About it, yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to do the one for January soon, too. Uh, but if that sounds cool to you, if you're interested and also interested in seeing the video content we make for that particular tier, you can go to patreon.com slash zero brightness, sign up, get yourself something nice for the holidays well also we you know we have a tradition with the silent hill games where we always do bonus episodes about the soundtracks mm-hmm. so i'm sure that's going to be on our patreon this week too yes if you want to hear our thoughts and get a playlist of things we liked from the soundtrack to this game and things we like that we feel have the same vibe as the soundtrack to this game, as well as hear mm-hmm. our discussion. That's all part of the Zero Brightness Plus show. And that, uh, yeah, that's kind of hitting actually every tier we have. You know, uh, the $1 tier yeah. gets to hear the Zero Brightness Plus show. The $5 tier gets the playlists and supplemental content. And yeah, that's what we do. That's our Patreon. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, despite what you think about Silent Hill Travis... Uh, the soundtrack's a total banger, so it's it's great to talk about. Yeah, every Silent Hill game has some Akira Yamaoka music in it, which is crazy, you know? Yeah, gotta love it. Okay, so Silent Hill Origins is the beginning of the second 
phase of the Silent Hill series, uh, Mm -hmm. which is when Konami decided to disband Team Silent, who made the original four games, and move the development over to Western developers. Uh, Mm -hmm. These games are a mixed bag, and depending on who you ask, you're probably going to get a different opinion. Um, Silent Hill Origins is interesting for a few reasons. Uh, Number one, it's one of two games developed by Climax Studios. Uh, Mm -hmm. They did this game, and they also did uh, Silent Hill Shattered Memories for the Wii. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about that, but these two games are kind of linked in certain ways. And the other thing is that they wanted to start that second phase with like a softball, right? It's like, let's just kind of do something that's a lot <laughs> like the original Silent Hill. It's very fan service et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But they also just made some really bizarre choices here. Like actually making a prequel that fits into the canon of mm-hmm. Silent Hill. That's the concept of this game, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, let, let's back up a little bit because this game did have a sordid development history. Yeah, for sure. First, it started out in 2007, um, Climax Studios LA, which was hilariously known as Climax Action at the time. Yeah. Climax Action in LA was making a game that was third person, over the shoulder, more action oriented. Yeah. Uh, cough, cough, RE4 influence. But it wasn't going very well, so Konami decided to um, switch all the development to the UK Climax Studios. And there, the game was kind of thrown out, and it <laughs> development basically started over completely. Yeah, and that explains a lot of how this game ended up being what it is. It's not bad. I mean, I you know, not to just throw that out there right away. Like yeah, it's, it's not a horrible game. It's not horrible, but it's just really weird. And a lot of those design choices, when you know about the development really start to come into focus especially with what they would attempt and i think you know actually achieve with silent hill shattered memories um Mm. one note i did have here that i thought was really funny that i read uh was apparently the original version the more resident evil 4 inspired version of this game had a very snarky tone kind of like resident evil 4 and apparently one of the influences on the tone of the game was the uh, beloved American sitcom Scrubs. What? I no. Know. No. I have no fucking idea what that even means. But that was, I, I believe that was from an interview with Sam Barlow. Uh, Sam Barlow is the writer-director of this game uh, and also of Silent Hill Shattered Memories. Um, and he would actually also go on to do some pretty interesting stuff he did a couple of pretty well-regarded kind of modern fmv games Mm -hmm. uh one called her story and one called telling lies uh Mm -hmm. that i keep how many episodes am i gonna say that i need to check out those (laughs) games before i actually fucking play them Lacey's played both of them and she really liked her story and she she liked telling lies but not as much as her story that was the the general consensus was that telling lies was not as good as her story. I think they tried mm-hmm. to do something a little more ambitious in the way that you interact with uh, telling lies, but it just maybe didn't land. But so he's he's an interesting dude, and I think Silent Hill Shattered Memories is 
a really interesting sort of origin point for his style of game. It was really crazy mm. to find out that he was so involved with this game because this game is not like that. Yeah. Um, he, and he even admits it. I read an interview. He said, uh, the game we shipped wasn't perfect. And I'd personally question even the idea of a prequel to silent Hill, but it was much, much better than what, than what might have been. So yeah, he sounds kind of on the fence about it too. But I will say that, you know, the Metacritic kind of like gamer radar out there on the internet, they seem to favor Origins over Shattered Memories, which is kind of weird because I, yeah, I think both you and I agree that Shattered Memories is the more interesting game. Yeah, well, so here's what this game is, right? I could see why people would prefer it, um... I guess, you know, based on my low opinion of gamers, but <laughs> um, so had to do it. I also feel like this game is kind of offensive a little bit to fans of the series. Like, mm, really? I okay. So, so this game, it is a prequel to Silent Hill. Um, yeah. It tries to weave itself into the canon of the first game. It takes place a few years before the original Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. And... It's weird, though, because the way that it does it is twofold. Number one, it makes a new protagonist who it then kind of writes into the timeline. But he's really boring. Like, there's just not a lot to him, and he's not very engaging. So it's kind of weird to take all these characters from the first game who are kind of nutty and a little off the wall and then just Mm -hmm. add this random trucker guy. I keep wanting to call him Travis Touchdown, like in... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no more heroes, but his name's Travis Grady, I think. Uh, it's just Travis. It's just Travis. Uh, yeah. Only Travis, if you will. The thing this game does is that it takes the Silent Hill lore that was drip-fed to you in 1 and 2 and 3, and then uh, it, 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 it takes all this mystery and just dilutes the story into this like Scooby-Doo-style explanation fest, I feel like. Um, there's no like Lynchian or like Jacob's Ladder type psychological horror here. I feel like every time you interact with a character, it's just, um, I don't know. I get like primetime TV drama vibes more than David Lynch vibes, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of exposition dumps. Um, but the thing that actually really bothered me, the other thing that, that really bugged me was... The idea of going back and trying to make the ties between Silent Hill 1 and the rest of the original quartet stronger is not a bad idea. We talked about it a little bit in the Silent Hill episode, but Silent Hill kind of feels like it's a little bit apart from the rest of the games um, because they hadn't finished writing the lore and coming up with all the background for everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not a bad idea. Like If Team Silent had wanted to do that, I would be pretty into it, but... With this game, they take that as their premise and they don't answer any interesting questions. Like the big question that they answer is not a question I had about the game. Like, sure. They kind of try and answer stuff that I don't feel like anyone really cares about, you know? I feel like the 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 games are more interesting when they're kind of side stories to this world, like Silent Hill 2 and 4. You know, we, we've got enough of the main story with, you know, Alessa and Heather and all that. Um, I like the kind of Silent Hill 2 approach of things. Like, let's talk about P. 
ordinary people that are affected by this hell world. And uh, unfortunately, this ain't it. Yeah, well, that's the other thing, too, is that the series is set up to have infinite side stories. Like, that's just in the DNA of the series. You could just make a side story. With this game, I feel like they were caught between doing a prequel and doing a side story. So there's a lore element where there's characters from the first game and it connects the first game. And then there's a side story element where you find out about Travis Touchdown's uh, tragic past. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's a very tragic Travis. And... The two sides are really underdeveloped. I feel like because they didn't pick one thing to focus on, uh, it it's just very underdeveloped, and I didn't really give a shit about anything that was going on in this game. Yeah, it's hard to care. Uh, we should talk about some of the big gameplay differences, because there are a couple big things. Despite how much of a fan game this is, or almost like a tribute to the first game, they changed yeah. some big things. Yeah, well, the main gimmick in this game is that um, you get to kind of choose when to go between the regular world and the hell world uh, using mirrors in all the environments. And uh, most of the best puzzles in the game have to do with, you know, doing something in one world and that affecting something in the other flip world and you jumping back and forth and figuring it out. Um, Yeah, it's... I don't really think it's used very cleverly, though. Like, considering that it's easy to do some cool puzzles with a system like this, nothing really blew my mind. Yeah, I think um, later on, there's a uh, a theater stage. And I feel like the theater stage did it best. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when it was, like, really simple, uh, like, at the hospital. But also, you know, a highlight for me for the game is... Uh, I think it's the last like stage in the game. It's a uh, a motel. I th- I think it han- uh it the mirror mechanics handled pretty well um in a couple of these worlds. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like we've played and obviously all these games came out after this, but we've played so many games that kind of play with that idea of there being mirror worlds and doing one thing in one world to affect the other world and Mhm. I feel like this game is one of the more subpar examples of that. Like it was just nothing really blew my mind. A lot of it, like it's very straightforward. Just like, yeah, you have to go here because the items here, <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah, you can't find the key in this world. So you have to find the key in the hell world. Yeah. I think that it's not the worst idea for a silent hill game, like to change that aspect of it, but it does mm-hmm. fuck with the flow of the game. Like, the original Silent Hill games have that great flow where they keep sending you deeper and deeper into hell and like it's very anxiety inducing and it in- invokes a lot of dread. Uh, I didn't get that with this game. I feel like they were playing with the idea of, you know, the original Silent Hill, you would basically go through like the entire school and then you'll go through the hell world version of that school. Yeah, I think they're kind of like mixing that up and having you jump back and forth. But yeah, at the same time, I do feel like you lose something because you know, there's bad bad guys in both versions of the world. So the difference is really only um, superficial, right? Yeah, it's cosmetic yeah. for yeah. sure. The other big thing in this game that's different from a more traditional Silent Hill game is the combat. <laughs> so like we mentioned, uh, you basically pick up a bunch of random ass items and use them to beat bad guys to death. Uh, mm-hmm. All the items are now breakable. No. Whoa. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> F minus. No one likes that in any game ever. Prove me wrong. 
but it's also really i mean i agree and it's also hilarious in this game because like you'll have a normal (laughs) item that works fine like a hammer or like a pipe or whatever Mm -hmm. and then it breaks and if you don't have anything else like that you have to pull out a tv or a toaster Yeah, I had like 10 file cabinets on me at yeah. all times. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, video games are not real. We're not asking for more realism in games. But like this just, this was so bonkers. It was mm-hmm. like fucking cartoonish. And I was just like, what is this? It, it is the first game in the series to have bare-fisted fighting, though. So if, if you really want to like punch uh, monstrosities, you can well, so that's another thing is that the combat is was really strange to me in terms of like the the flow of it and the rhythm of it. Because yeah, you can bare knuckle box faceless id monsters or whatever the fuck yeah. the things in Silent Hill are. And uh you can like stun lock them really easily and basically just like it takes a while, but you can punch a lot of the en- the basic enemies in this game to death. Uh but enemies can also get you into weird stun lock loops because they added this yes. mechanic where they can jump onto you and grapple you and you have to mash a particular button to get out of it so shitty yeah it's really weird and bad and i i kind of felt like beyond the fact that i was literally walking around with a portable tv so i could beat a faceless id monster to death Mm -hmm. it was also Mm -hmm. just so dumb that i was in this constant game of like chicken where i was either stun locking or getting stun locked by enemies yeah, I really feel like this game... My, my big take on the combat in this game is that, like, the player is really disincentivized to fight everything. Yeah. Which is actually very different from me playing Silent Hill 1 or 2, where I would just, like, stand in a corner with a pipe and just beat everything to death. <laughs> that actually made me feel like I rushed through this game. Um, because uh, there are a lot of times where there would be, like, three or four enemies in one hallway... And if they encircle you, you're just fucked. Just forget about it. Or just yeah. run. Um, there, Especially there are uh, some enemies, they look like S&M harnesses. Yeah. And they're basically invisible, except for this harness. And you can't see their hitbox, and their hitbox is like really hard to understand. Fighting those enemies is just useless. I just ran from almost everything in this game. Yeah, it's kind of the only way to play this game is to just run, don't fight anything. Uh, Especially because once you start getting guns, you need to save like all your ammo for the bosses. Mm -hmm. Uh, In that regard, I guess it's it's a little bit similar to the first game where like there were these really obnoxious bosses that took a lot of ammo to kill. Mm -hmm. And so like you want to save your ammo for them. But yeah, I mean, the combat is just so weird and annoying. Like... Like in the first area, for example, like the first time I started coming up against enemies, I was like, oh, okay, I can just beat them up or whatever. But then once they started being able to like grapple me, I was like, oh, well, fuck this. I'm like literally not doing this ever again. I'm just going to run from everything. Speaking of running, now uh, your stamina is limited and Travis uh, apparently spends too much time in his pickup truck, so he has no (laughs) cardio skills. Yeah. Uh, This... They added energy drinks into the game, so when you get tired, you'd, like, chug an energy drink and you could run again. Uh-huh. Um, it's really annoying, and it, it really just slows down traversal through the town. And yeah. so, yeah, every time I was in the town, I was just slamming energy drinks, looking for first aid kits and dumpsters. Yeah, for sure. No, it's, it's so weird and obnoxious. 
Yeah, why did they add that? Like, the, the breakable weapons and the lack of stamina are just really annoying additions that don't fucking add anything of value to the game at all. Yeah, I mean, th- I guess, like, big picture for me, this game really feels like a fan game. And <laughs> yes. it feels like they they started from a place of, like, okay, we have to please the fans, which is, a, I actually read that in an interview with the director who is saying that uh, they were very conscious of the fact that it had to please Silent Hill fans, especially with the concept that they got from the other studio uh, who wanted to make the Scrubs-inspired Silent Hill game. Uh, I don't want to see anything (laughs) Scrubs-inspired fucking ever. Scrubs is literally the least funny show I've ever watched in my life. Yeah, the only thing I remember about Scrubs is that every episode ended with a montage set to like a sad song with like voiceover. <laughs> it would be really funny to see like an episodic Silent Hill thing that ended with like that way every episode. <laughs> the secret dog ending. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, they said that they were conscious, especially given the concept they originally received of wanting to please fans. So yeah. it's got that fan game feel and it these mechanics all have the vibe of like, well, I guess we have to spice it up a little bit or try and make something a little bit different because like when you first boot up the game, it looks like a PS1 game, like a like a fancy PS1 game and it's got the same fonts as Silent Hill, it's got similar sound effects, like it really feels like an homage to the first game. So it is, yeah. I see where they did that, and then all this other stuff was like, let's try and make it a little bit different, but it's all pretty bad. Well, they they did nail a few things. The um nineteen ninety seven ancient camera fucking nailed it, guys. Yeah. Uh the the camera is very authentic Silent Hill. But yeah, you know, uh, seriously though, um this is like the Happy Meal version toy of Silent Hill, right? Everything is just downgraded and simplified and dumbed down. Uh, especially for me, because I played the PSP version. Oh, sure. Uh, which has very uh, uh, clunky graphics. It looks better than the PS1 Silent Hill, but not by much. Uh, it does have the advantage, though, of running at 60 frames. So if you can't stand the PS2 version's uh, lower frame rate, you can play the PSP version. Yeah, I played the PS2 version. Uh, it's fine. It looks like an upscaled PS1 game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not much to say there. Watching them side to side uh, was pretty stark. You lose a lot of, uh, especially like facial models and facial animations. Uh, the PSP version's pretty rough in that regard. Sure. Uh, I will, uh, a note on emulation. Uh, I started playing the PS2 version of this game emulated. Uh, it worked fine for maybe the first 20 minutes, but then there are, to me, um, game-breaking glitches, like the flashlight doesn't look right. Uh, the flashlight's really fucked up looking. So I, I stopped, switched to the PSP version, and emulated that one the whole way through. I would say that if you <clears throat> if you don't want to buy a PS2 disc, the best way to play this game is to just burn a DVD uh, and play it on the PS2. Um it's really a shame there isn't like a patch to make it work a hundred percent, but that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Yeah. I played the PS2 version on a hardware PS2. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't have any problems. 
you know, yeah, one thing that's interesting, it didn't feel like it was super, you know, low fidelity in a lot of ways, but it did feel like they did a lot of over stylization with it. So like there's a ton of filtering and a bunch of like yeah. effects and stuff. And I felt like mm-hmm. that stuff kind of made it look like shit, but yeah. Totally. Also, the shitty graphics uh, were kind of cool because it reminded me of the original Silent Hill, and I <laughs> yeah, it, it almost felt like purposeful because this game is so much of a of an homage to that mm-hmm. game. Well, yeah, this this game is so much the Happy Meal version of Silent Hill One in ways. I mean, we've got Alchemilia Hospital, but it's like a super simplified version. Yeah, you get out into the town. And you you do get to wander around a little, but you're on a you're on a very short leash the whole time. Yeah, and it's all super linear. Um, you just get like little tiny hints of freedom, but it's not really there. Um, and yeah, you're just kind of uh, it feels like a uh, carnival ride through Silent Hill One or something because it's just so fast, so linear. It keeps pushing you through the story. Um, it's really rare that you get lost in this game. Yeah. You know, it is overwhelming to like get to a new like uh, a new stage and you open up the map and you see a bunch of doors. But you know, it's Silent Hill. Three fourths of those doors are not going to be openable. You know. Yeah, totally. Well, and another thing to remember with this game, which once again it's confusing because it got a PS2 release so quickly, uh, mm-hmm. and people seem to have largely forgotten the PSP, I feel like, was that this was originally intended to be a handheld We're going to get death threats over that one, oh, dude. Whatever. Fucking PSP fanatics are fucking wild, dude. Okay, everybody I knew had a fucking Nintendo DS. All right, bite my beanbag. <laughs> anyway, the point is that this was originally intended to be a handheld, you know, on-the-go game. So... Yeah. I do feel like it's weird to sit down and play this like uh, a normal like console game, right? Because like I felt like this game, I wished I could have played it handheld because I did, you know, I kind of liked playing this game in little chunks. Like when I would sit down for 20-ish, maybe 15-ish minutes and play, it was like a little bit of Silent Hill. Uh, And that was Mm -hmm. like a lot of my favorite like DS games that, uh, you know, were like that as well. But when you'd sit down and have to play it, maybe the longest I played this game was for a couple of hours. I just got fucking bored. Like I didn't want to do it. You yeah. know, you know, you know how some games have some game series have like a chibi spinoff. I feel like this is like the chibi Silent Hill, and they like missed that opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> I mean, yeah, or even to make it even more optimized for short play sessions, like. Or just have Mm -hmm. something with the pacing of it. Because ultimately, it is paced a lot like the original Silent Hill. And it's it's just, you know, section, section, section. And because this game isn't as engaging or just good as the original Silent Hill, it it kind of falls flat a little bit. Yeah, I I, I kind of had a different experience. I, I played the game basically in two big chunks. You know, after after dicking with emulators for you know the first two hours of my gameplay experience, sure. Once I actually like put time into it, I think I beat it in two chunks. Okay. So, um, yeah, the the last two dungeons I think are the the theater and the motel. I think I did both of those back to back, and then everything else uh, all in one run. the The hospital is very short, and then there's a sanitarium that gets a little longer. Uh, yeah. 
But yeah, it 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 is a pretty compact experience. Um, I played maybe five hours, maybe six. Yeah, it took me about. I think it took me about six hours. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a couple places where you can get a little bit turned around. I actually think I got the most turned around in the hospital, which is like the first oh, really? <laughs> area of the game. The other ones I, I didn't have too much of a problem with. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just like, it doesn't have the atmosphere, I think, of of the original like Silent Hill games. There's something. Mm. And, you know, I think a lot of that is up to the directing like um okay this is something i notice um that plays into that the original silent hill games all have great directing right like yeah even a game i don't like as much like silent hill 4 uh the direction of the cutscenes, the way some of the scares come together it's super cool right and the way music is used is great even some of the weird choices like randomly a really loud like trip-hop song starts playing and you're like mm-hmm. it's it works somehow um this game doesn't really have those touches and i noticed it specifically with the music i mean we're, we're going to talk really? in detail about the music in the zero brightness plus episode but one thing i noticed is that even though this has a bunch of akira yamaoka tracks on it and they're all just like bang um the way that the music is used in the game in a directorial sense is kind of shitty um hmm. like i would notice that the music was not dynamic like it is in the original games so if you go it's into like an, hallway or room based yeah. yeah so if you go into a hallway that's supposed to have enemies even if you kill them like the music keeps like banging on super yeah. loud like this is trash can banging sound and like yeah. that was like the magic of the original silent games is the music could be really harsh because when danger had passed it would fade out yeah. uh yeah. it's not like that in this game and it's the same with other tracks even if it's not based on enemies or danger if there's like a more upbeat loud track instead of it being really like uh artfully or purposefully placed uh it just just blares away as loud as possible and it it works in some spots like in the intro there's a cool song that plays really loud but like yeah that shot a bootleg song yeah, yeah hell yeah dude you know i will defend mary elizabeth mcglynn in that track because oh, she, wow. is, she is a great bootleg shot a wow holy that. shit yeah. dude fucking that's awesome didn't think i'd hear that today <laughs> Thank you for listening to Zero Brightness. If you'd like to support us directly, you can go to patreon.com slash zero brightness. You can also find and interact with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Discord. All the relevant links are at zerobrightness.com. We'll see you out there. You're rewarded with some great trip hop in this game. Uh, it feels like every time you uh, beat a stage, and then you get transported back into the real world, and then you basically walk through the hospital. You solved it, so you're just finding the exit. You're always rewarded with a dope trip hot track at that point. And that happens yeah. again, you know, in the theater, and it happens again in the sanatorium. Just like your uh, your uh, victory walk out of out of the dungeon basically gives you a dope trip hop track each time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, it just it really felt like it just wasn't as well used or well placed mm. as it is in the other games. And I mean, that's kind of the same with uh, the fan servicey stuff here too. Like a bunch of characters from the first silent Hill show up in this game. Yeah. And like, they're sort of just plopped in. I don't feel that they're effectively used or even effectively characterized. If I'm being honest, like uh, Lisa's in here a bunch and she's just really fucking weird. 
Yeah, like I we knew that Lisa was a drug dealer that slept around. Like we knew that Alessa's mom was a psycho that killed her kid or whatever. It's yeah. just reiterating things in an obvious like Scooby Doo way. Yeah, for sure. No, for sure. Uh and it, it's just weird. It's just weird to play because I mean this was the vibe of the whole seventh generation for these uh these big Japanese developers right like capcom was like ship everything overseas konami was like ship everything overseas you know let someone else make it or whatever and this game it's so weird to see this kind of proto early version of that and to see like all the problems it entails even though it is a good developer who would later make in my opinion a really good silent hill game it's easy to pick apart all all the negatives of this game but at the same time it's not horrible it's just like the worst Silent Hill we've played so far. Yes, and I will say that it's definitely not the worst Silent Hill I've played in my life. Uh, <laughs> and I, this is the second time I've played this. I played it when it came out. Um, and then I'm, this, I didn't revisit it until now. I played it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it really feels like it was made once again, if people had this shiny new PSP and were like, I want some, something to play on the go. Oh, there's a silent hill for it. Like that's cool. You know, or like Mm -hmm. if you're a diehard who is just so sad that there weren't more silent hill games, silent Hill origins comes along. I mean, it is a silent hill game. Yeah. And it's not the worst horror game. We've played a lot of shitty horror games and this isn't one. Yeah. It's just really basic ass. Gen one survival horror, you know, Mm -hmm. that's kind of, kind of the long and short of it. Speaking of the silent hill we have at home, let's talk about pyramid head 2.0 here. (laughs) Uh, We've got a uh, monster uh, going around town, killing people. His name is the butcher and essentially he's bootleg pyramid head. Yeah. You see him every once in a while. He'll chop a nurse in half. Um, You'll hear him. Uh, ahead of you and he's kind of like through f- through the first two-thirds of the game he's kind of like uh you're always reminded that he's a threat until the big showdown with him yeah which which takes place in like a tiny kitchen yeah and at that point in the game you have a fucking assault rifle so i i, I don't know if I, uh how you played it, but I hadn't touched my assault rifle until that point. So when, when I'm in this tiny kitchen with the butcher, all I do is pull out my assault rifle and just like shoot two clips into his chest and he's dead. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah, exactly. Like such a huge buildup for me to just like shoot this guy in the chest and for (laughs) it to be over. Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of what I was getting at earlier is that like this game, when you talk about the Western developed Silent Hill stuff, whether that's movies, games, whatever, they all have really bad habits. And this game has a lot of those bad habits. One of them being, well, everybody loves Pyramid Head, so we got to put in a Pyramid Head, right? <laughs> but then also, yeah, like you said, they changed the focus of the game to be more action-oriented or to have a more fluid action or something. So when you actually face him down, if you're conserving your ammo, yeah, you just kill him in two seconds. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, it's it's a lot of the problems that uh, are in the other Western developed pieces of media, but even a little bit in Silent Hill 4, you know, uh, Silent Hill doesn't work as an action series. 
no. also pyramid head was good in one game stop doing pyramid head we're, and we're also, okay he wasn't ever pyramid. that cool like yeah. like we didn't even talk about pyramid head in the silent hill 2 episode yeah i don't know he's just not very notable to me i mean yeah well look let's talk about pyramid head for a second here now okay let's do it now <laughs> why not like pyramid head it's a cool character design it's cool to have a a big bad that stalks you that you don't ever have to like fight and kill you know like mm-hmm. that's very original silent hill style um you know silent hill 3 did that as well 4 did that as well with certain you know enemies um those are cool but also there's something just so like broy and basic about pyramid head like well He's just this torture, muscly torture man who goes around, like, hurting weaker people. Well, let's talk about those muscles, too, because each time he gets redesigned, he gets more and more buff. Yeah. And he's almost like a like a caricature of himself at this point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's why we always sort of shy away from talking about him, because it's just not much to say, you know? It's also, like... I don't know. I think in ter- we talked about this in the Silent Hill 2 episode, but in terms of the game being about, uh, you know, the main characters, you know, repressed sexual feelings or whatever, uh, mm. it's just not the most interesting topic. And the fact that you get a visual representation of it who goes around being really shitty and aggressive is like, okay, it's fine, but like it didn't yeah. blow my mind. I, you know, I'm not like, oh yeah, I need all the Pyramid Head merch and I need Pyramid Head in every fucking game, you know? I mean, the the Eddie fight is more thematically important than Pyramid Head, I feel like. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. We talked about that recently where it's like, the Eddie fight is way cooler because it actually lays out a lot of what the game is trying to say about, you know, about violence and punishment and all that, which is like, you don't want it. <laughs> like you're not like cheering pyramid head on as he like you know tortures a fucking faceless enemy like it's bad you don't want it so having to sort of enact that vengeance on another character yourself Mm -hmm. is much more poignant than like oh no pyramid head yeah well let's talk about psychological torture a little bit let's talk about our boy travis okay (laughs) welcome to the spoiler zone he doesn't seem very involved in his own personal tournaments because uh, he went through kid- shit as a kid. So his mom lost her mind and she was locked up in the sanatorium in town. And his dad couldn't take it and he committed suicide at the motel. Sure. And so I guess Travis, like, did he grow up at the orphanage in Silent Hill or something? I don't know. But he he's basically like an analog to Alessa. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. So you basically just laid out the plot of this game in like 10 seconds. Who cares? Which is that, yeah, it's like <laughs> your, your player character, Travis Touchdown, rolls into town. He gets sucked into this supernatural otherworldly thing where Alessa is guiding him around. He eventually remembers or uncovers. I wasn't clear on that. If he knew this stuff and repressed it or if he didn't know this stuff. Um, You get flashbacks. The screen turns black and white and you hear some uh, exposition. Yeah. But, you know, his his mom maybe had some sort of supernatural powers. He kind of has supernatural powers. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, he can can touch the mirrors. 
yeah he can touch them fucking mirrors uh and it turns out that his mom was put into like uh an asylum his dad committed suicide and yeah that's his like dark past now alessa is trying to use him as part of the sort of plot the ongoing plot of silent hill where there's like cultists trying to resurrect a dead god you know mm-hmm. and now see here's the thing i feel like with this game the thing that they were trying to explore or explain from the back story of the first silent hill game right is twofold number one they were trying to explain how alessa was reborn once right <laughs> uh not separate from the time she's reborn again at the end of the game silent hill and they were also kind of trying to explain like how the ritual went wrong but mm, okay the thing is that those aren't questions that anybody had because yeah. in the original game they basically tell you how the ritual went wrong it went wrong end of story like it's not a fucking compelling plot point right like whatever Mm -hmm. and like no one was questioning why alessa was reborn or why there was like this ghostly version of alessa i mean she basically has godly psychic powers like i'm willing to give the game a pass i feel like this game was written by like the cinema sins guy you know like someone who (laughs) needs like an explanation for every tiny plot point and that's why i was so confused as to why they were trying to tie this into the first game it's like if you're gonna do that pick some more interesting questions because there are a lot of questions at the end of that game yeah and i don't you know it's just like talking about like twin peaks theories and shit like i don't want all the answers explained to me because the mystery is so alluring in silent hill you know let's let's not deal with the fucking origin story anymore let's just deal with you know like people dealing with their shit you know in the spooky world (laughs) come on that's what i'm here for yeah for sure well it's also i don't know how popular that opinion is i agree with you a hundred percent but then like why are people so obsessed with like the you know centralia pennsylvania shit right because like it was in the movie and so people like oh that's the origin that's how silent hill started you know Mm. it's like why do you care how silent hill started it's silent fucking hill like it's there just go with it you know <laughs> well that's oh, there's like inspiration and then there's like origin story you know well that's what i'm saying i feel like sometimes fans actually want this sort of horrible crap <laughs> mm. but it it makes me sad is also and that's saying. why david lynch doesn't like explaining things <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally well and it's even funny too because at the end of this game there's a good ending and a bad ending um, the good ending is pretty straightforward and ties in to the canon of the game, I guess. And then the bad ending kind of presents its own bizarre, unsolved mystery. So it's mm. like they get it a little bit that like that's cool, but then they don't really do it right, you know. You know, uh, you know that le- meme with David Lynch where it's like, "Care to elaborate?" And he says, "No." Yeah. This is what would happen if you said yes. yeah for sure well and i think that's like you know someone like lynch comes back with a third series of twin peaks and just makes it even weirder and more confusing right 
Yeah, this is like if Mark Frost wrote season four. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think, too, that if the original Team Silent came back and did a game now, it would also be weird and confusing, you know? Because that's fucking cool. That's like what you do. I think that's what it comes down to ultimately. This game isn't cool. Yeah, well, it's it's more of the same, but it's watered down. It, You know, you said it feels like a fan project, but it feels like a Chinese knockoff more than a fan law. Because I feel like a, a, a fan project would ooze love out of it. And I don't get that from this game. I feel like it was like, okay, we need to make a Silent Hill game. Let's... Let's uh, go through the motions of doing that. And it, it has all the elements, right? It's got, you know, it's got item scarcity. It's got spooky fog. It's got scary hospitals, blah, blah, blah. It has everything Silent Hill related, but it doesn't have that love. You know, this isn't a home-cooked meal. For sure. But I guess, like, I say fan game because most fan projects are not good. Uh, because like a lot of the people who endeavor to make them mm. don't have the experience necessary to make something as good as what they're inspired by. And like, uh, Konami around this time was sort of on a real hot streak of choosing either choosing studios that were wrong for the series or putting handicaps on them. Like in this case, you know, who knows if these were the right guys for the job, but they did have a lot of handicaps on them, like not having enough time being handed the project you know, after it had already been worked on and all this kind of stuff. It's like, there's no way they could have made something amazing, right? Um, but like with Silent Hill Homecoming, which is the the next game that came out after this and the first Western developed like main entry in the series, you know, considering this like a side story or a spinoff, you know, mm. um, Silent Hill Homecoming famously was made by a studio that had never done a game. Oh, like, really? It was uh it was their first game. Dear lord. <laughs> yeah, and so like when you read interviews with the people who worked on that game and and I think that game is a pile. I've never finished it, but I've started it many times and I I cannot get into that fucking game. Is that the one with corn? Uh no, that's Downpour. That's the only Silent Hill game I haven't played. Christ. But like with Homecoming when you read like interviews with the developer, interview the director, like all those different people worked on it, you can see that nobody knew how to bring everything together to like one single vision and make something great, you know? And I think that was like the magic of team silent, um, that they were able to do that and that they understood the material and that like, they really, really got on a deeper level, like what a Silent Hill game is. So even something like to mention Silent Hill four, again, a game that I don't really like upon revisiting it. Like it has the vibe. It's a Silent Hill game through and through, Mm -hmm. you know? I think handing that off to another team, especially teams that don't have the experience or don't seem to have anything to demonstrate that they would be right for the job is just so ridiculous. Like with Climax LA, they just made racing games and action games. Why the fuck would you give them Silent Hill? Why the fuck would you disband Team Silent? Like (laughs) I know Silent Hill 4 wasn't like a huge seller, but like you're on this like huge winning streak with this series. I can't wait until these like Konami execs like retire so we can get like those tell all memoirs so I can like try to understand like what the fuck was happening at Konami during this time. Yeah, it's really weird. Even like just watching that uh that long interview with Shinji Mikami talking about how after Resident Evil 4 he thought that he was going to be able to kind of work on whatever projects he wanted and 
push through all these cool innovative ideas he had and it just didn't happen for him Mm -hmm. uh it seemed like the culture around japanese developers at that time and the the way that they were choosing projects and things like that was just really hostile towards people who wanted to make innovative horror games and trying to you know do something different and that was kind of my beef with the whole seventh gen was that it just seems so hostile specifically towards horror but also just towards like innovative games that didn't want to just be like another you know gears of war type game or whatever yeah for sure yeah so it's it's hard to say but yeah this definitely is one of those games (laughs) yeah silent silent hill organs Uh, (laughs) didn't hate it definitely don't love it i mean it's just like a solid like two and a half 2.75 maybe um, it's you know it's a fun little romp. I mean, I didn't like not have fun playing it. Like I was never like, man, fuck this game. So yeah, I, I just felt really bored a lot of the time, and that just like made me sad. Cause like, <laughs> I I mean, Silent Hill, uh, the games are so slow moving uh, that it's really up to the atmosphere and the continued tension to keep your interest and the original games do that so well that it just kind of bummed me out to play a game that was so much like that but then just lacked that special sauce do you th- still think uh four is better oh yeah for sure yeah. like a lot better because like mm. you know four. okay so <laughs> i guess it's it's not totally fair to dunk on travis touchdown as much as i have because like he's just another wooden silent hill protagonist yeah, but I think <laughs> the other games, and especially four, especially four, they're really good at creating a world around those characters that's really fascinating, mm-hmm. so that you hang on with it, right? Like you don't give a shit about that guy. I can't remember that guy's name. What's his mm-hmm. name? Henry? Harry? They're all the same. But like, I don't care about that guy. But I am interested in the world. I'm interested in what's going on around him. I'm interested in basically everything else so until the game started like torturing me like when you have to do the whole game backwards as an escort mission um (laughs) i was still on board you know because it's like i'm really curious to see where this is going i'm curious to see what's going on i never felt that way about this game Mm. and it's interesting because like sam barlow the guy who wrote it um later would do games that are so compelling and use such interesting storytelling ideas in this game it's more just like you just get exposition dumps you know Mm -hmm. because even like you start getting dragged around silent hill and you're finding out this guy's backstory there's not much of a tease like you find out that his mom was in the asylum like 45 minutes into the game like you just go to the asylum and it's like yep mom was here uh Mm -hmm. there's a really awkward line reading in there where he calls her mommy as an adult that's really funny (laughs) Uh, i liked that forgot that uh, that was really good but then like you know after that you go to the motel or you go to the theater and you find out some details about alessa and then you go to the motel and you find out details about him but like these details are never teased out you know mm-hmm. especially if you've played the first game and i can't imagine playing this game not having played the first game uh where it's just like you either know what's going on or you don't care what's going on yeah there are some cool moments, I would say. Like when you're looking through all the peepholes in the motel. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. 
Like, it, it has, like, moments uh, of, like, if they really thought hard, they could have done something really cool. But all in all, it's just like, eh. I do wish this game had more stuff that was unique to it because those were all the best parts of the game. Like the theater was my favorite part. Yeah. Um, doing the, um, the, the uh, stage design essentially. And you jump in a mirror and it's like a different world. That, that was cool stuff. That was cool. Yeah. The motel, the bit where you're looking through, you know, the holes in the wall and all that stuff. Like that was really cool. And that felt unique to this game. Like I, I mean, obviously that was in, uh, number four a yep. little bit but it just felt like a little more fleshed out or you know whatever so like that stuff was cool but whenever it was just like oh do this thing because it's Silent Hill so like wandering around the town or going back to the hospital or any of that stuff or like going it sends you to nowhere the, the super dark area mm-hmm. from the first game that stuff just wasn't good because <laughs> it's like do it again but without you know the things that make it special Oh, that nowhere thing wasn't even like do it again. It was like run to the exit we circled on the map. <laughs> do it yeah. as fast as possible so you can finish this game. Yeah, and that's like in the first game. It's such a tense and scary part. It's like really gets under your skin. You really get mm-hmm. lost. You know. Um, yeah, I thought that stuff really fell flat. But the stuff that was more original to the game actually worked better for it. I did think it was kind of cool that they put, like, huge monsters around town. It was yeah. cool, like, running down the street and seeing, like, a big fucking giant monster that used to be a boss, but now it's in the middle of the street. It was kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. And that's kind of a Silent Hill 3 vibe to that. And I like those enemies you're talking about. They also have a sort of Silent Hill 3 vibe yeah. that that I enjoyed. And that whole dead dad thing was kind of cool. Ah. Uh. I don't know, once again, I was just like, I cared so little and it wasn't teased out at all, so it just sort of felt like, oh, he's got yeah. a dead dad, huh? The dead dad shock was cooler than the dead mom shock, I think. Some of this stuff is so abrupt that I wasn't shocked. I was just like, what? <laughs> like, when you first find out about his mom, I was like, what? I thought we were legit gonna, like, fight his dad hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> well, you fight his mom. <laughs> yeah. His mom is, like, a boss, and she's, like, stuck in a bell for some reason. Oh, yeah, that was weird. She only lasted, like, eight seconds, so I barely remember that. Yeah, his mom is the Liberty Bell, and you shoot her to death. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I fought more, like, S&M harnesses in hallways than I did the bosses. Like, I barely remember that at all. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. The the bell thing threw me. I was like, what the fuck (laughs) is that? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it sure is a game. I mean, if you're all of Silent Hill, if you're all out of Silent Hills, like, there's another one, Silent Hill 5, aka Silent Hill Zero. Well, and, and, you know, unlike some series, uh, some other series that have that problem, like, this game isn't super frustrating, you know? Like, yeah. if you run out of Resident Evil games and you start playing through some of the side story Resident Evil games like those get really frustrating and annoying mm. um, this game isn't it's it's pretty breezy if you if you know how to play Silent Hill games mm-hmm. you know yeah it's just like it's whatever 
Yeah. <laughs> it, it's real. It's a real shame it doesn't run right on emulators because I can't tell anybody like in their right mind to go buy this game. Because I think it's like a sixty dollar PS2 game. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's super not worth that at all. No, no. Yeah. No. Burn that DVD until Konami wises the fuck up and puts all this shit on Steam. Yeah, for sure. I felt that my uh, my expenditure of one DVD R was was just about right. <laughs> or just play Silent Hill One. Fuck it. Yeah, it's hard not to just recommend people replay Silent Hill One because all the good parts of this are in that game, but that game rocks. Yeah. So. I think that's my official rating is go play Silent Hill 1 again. Play Part 1 instead. Yeah. See, when it comes down to it, the real origins of Silent Hill are the first game. So. Oh shit, mind blown. Dude, big brain shit. So everything gets kind of weird, huh? Up next is Killer7. And then it's Nocturne. Early 2000s PC game, Nocturne. Kind of a generic name. But in between that are a bunch of topic episodes. You know, gonna have a little discussion bit of talking there might be a secret christmas special man i forgot i committed to that you'll figure it out just play killer seven you want to anyway right 